Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter slash x at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. It was a Halloween treat as Dragula season five is here. And like every good season of Dragula, Dragon Swan got the fandom scratching their heads and hissing at their judging. Gaslighting anyone? It's time to talk all things Dragula 5. And joining me as we get lost in the woods is someone who wouldn't dare stand in front of the boulets wearing Amazon Audra Quartz. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Listen, there's nothing wrong with Amazon. Amazon has everything that you could possibly want. No, literally. And it takes like three to five days shipping. You can pay a little extra to get one day. It's very reliable. I mean, we have clocked a Rue girl wearing freaking Amazon in their entrance promo look. So what's wrong with taking Amazon and cutting it up and making it look new? Yeah, exactly. I think we'll talk about it a little later. I think... um, Oh, I think coming off of an all stars, their expectation is always so much higher. Yes. So very that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to give the disclaimer, friends. You're going to hear it from me every week. As always, this is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us reality television production. We are showing what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people and we give them to go on television or share their crafts but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed what it said in this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show you hear that foolace we love the show but we got we're gonna talk about it <laughs> all right let's talk about dragula and your background with it when did you start watching uh, i started watching dragula like in 2019 mm-hmm. like closer to 2020 and um then my drag mother, Iodine Quartz, is actually, like, super deep into Dragula. Well, like, she was. And um, we we would, like, watch it together. And then I kind of just, like, kept going, like, on my own. Uh, because the drama on Dragula is so heightened than it on is. Drag Race. It's kind of different. Yeah. It is. And it's really interesting to talk about the drama and... It's reality TV. Sometimes we know it's all artificial. Sometimes it's played up for the camera. And and we'll, we'll go through this episode. There are moments where you're like, yeah, this is played up right now. But <laughs> yeah. you, you compared it to Drag Race. And I know some people hate when that happens, Boulay's included. But we have to. We have to compare the two because when the show came out, the only other drag show that was anything similar was Drag Race. So there was yeah. the automatic 
comparison, but the first couple seasons, namely one and two, were nothing like it. And that's what set it apart. And then it moved to Shudder. And you're like, well, they have money and the format's changing and it feels like the other show. So don't bitch when we compare the two. Yeah, I definitely do like, though, that they're keeping like their authenticity. Um, Like when you're watching Dragula, it's definitely like a different, distinct feeling than when you're watching like Drag Race. Exactly. Well, we're going we're gonna to compare the two often in this episode, so let's go through it. It's time to begin our season with my least favorite thing, the opening movie. We will see a journey through a spook zone until we reach the front of a spooky house. Now, I cannot confirm nor deny the location of said filming location, but based on the special thanks in the credits, I have a feeling we are at the Darkness Haunted House St. Louis. If anyone wants to give me confirmation of this or where this actually was, that would be fabulous. I just like to know because it's going to inform things we'll talk about later on. Anyway, it's a quick 27 seven seconds in as we see our hostesses with the mostesses, Bob and Jim Boulay, longingly known as the Boulay brothers. Oh, and if you didn't know, Dragula is written and directed by the Boulay brothers. So toss all your questions, comments, concerns about the results and they're judging that way. They have to call answer for it they are self-starters they really are i mean (laughs) i don't think rue has a writing credit anywhere on drag race but could you imagine the fandom if it was written and directed by rupaul we would all throw (laughs) that'd be that'd be funny now i can blame the editors or i can blame the boulets themselves but watching the two of them look down and almost trip down the two steps iconic it would have been so camp if you saw them on the porch and then cut to them right off of the porch like that's very horror movie but alas (laughs) we're going to try to watch them sissy those stairs and heels are hard i don't wear them but they're hard they are hard yeah have you ever taken a tumble downstairs uh not downstairs I've taken a tumble on flat surfaces. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. and Swanthula, who will say their names because new fans of the show need a name check because Big and Small Boulet was apparently not cutting it. They are our ghostly guides as we begin a harrowing new journey that will lead to darkness, depravity, drama, and for some total destruction. See, okay, fine. That's good writing. I love alliteration. You get good, good <laughs> points there, friends. They have scoured the darkness, darkest corners of the world to find the most gruesome, filthiest, and most fabulous drag artists alive to engage in a blood-curdling battle. Their skills and commitment to the grotesque will be tested in a series of harrowing challenges designed to emulate the weak, elevate the strong, and ultimately find and crown the world's next drag super monster. So get comfy, ghoulish gastropods, gather your banners, prepare your feasts, and choose your champion. It's time to start the competition. Now, it sounded like we were about to go to medieval times, which would be a sleigh of a competition. Yeah. I thought, I definitely didn't see, they they did a good sh- job not foreshadowing to what was coming next. Yeah. Um, I know we've done like the Dungeons and Drag Queens challenge, but give me a full medieval time style thing. Like actually put them on horses and have those, the lances and like try to like, knock each other off that's the challenge I, that would be funny. <laughs> I would love to see that um i'm have you been to medieval times before yeah yeah um like school I, you know trips what? and stuff yeah the one in lindhurst new jersey honestly maybe that we need to need yeah. a drag night at medieval times that sounds like no they really time. need it <laughs> oh god all right now i'm gonna say it 
this mini movie, it wasn't necessarily like the mini movies we've seen in the past, but it was short, sweet, and not self-indulgent. It told us the information of the show. It told us what we're about to see. And I think it was a great way to introduce the show and give the horror vibes that they love to us. I am going to shock the longtime listeners here and say, I approved of this. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I like this one. Now it's time to get lost in the woods as our monsters will each be dropped off by a sketchy van and venture through a spooky forest as they search to find base camp. Um, didn't your parents tell you not to get into sketchy vans? Yeah, it's every season. I think um, last season was season four, not Titans. Um, when they're all just like, I don't know where I am. No yeah. one told me any information. And I'm just here. <laughs> this is what I'm saying about the acting part of the show. It's not great, but we're, we're going we're gonna to go with it. Yeah. Uh, first off, near Hulu X. Let's begin with the monster who's in and out of glam. It's basically the same thing. Um, they are from China, now living in Los Angeles. They say they are a spooky transsexual supermodel and makeup artist and entrepreneur. Sounds like an influencer. Or, yeah. <laughs> Neo will tell us right from the start that they don't have a lot of experience on traditional stages, but says they are going to win. We're going to hear about this a lot, but I wanted to just put a, a pin on it for now. But um, if you hear someone say, I'm not really good at performing, does that make you concerned? Or is it a uh, red for, herring? Uh, for me, it does sometimes. But, you know, some girls like to pull the page and they kind of like to hide the things that they're actually really good at. So... Yeah. You just really never know. And also she can be like, there are people that are like natural born performers. Mm -hmm. So she may never have gotten a chance to perform, but we're just going to see time. Will we're tell. definitely going to see now, friends. Usually this is when we're going to talk about the looks and we are going to talk about the looks as best as we can. Um, I didn't put it to a spook or boo on social media because I couldn't find any photos, but um, that's okay. Let's, let's just go through it. Um, the celebration of this look is the makeup and the adornment on the face. It's quite elaborate and extravagant. I do dig the red hair. The, the look. It's a two-piece and a dream. I suppose if you got it, flaunt it. Does the look scream monster? Does the full style with the face scream monster? I don't know. Not really. But they are pushing the batteries and focusing more on a monster glam as opposed to fashion glam. Yeah. They're definitely hitting, like, glamour. Um this season and i noticed that a lot um this season they really booked a lot of queens and kings and things that are very like fashion forward um it's almost so like really amc told them hey can you try to be like drag race now <laughs> but i kind of appreciate it i appreciate it to a certain extent um mm -hmm. because at least we're seeing that there is some like elevation with the show absolutely and with elevation means like we're going to get more of it. We're going to start seeing it more often. Now we, like. we, we used to be at a time of Dragula where uh, wearing cardboard was applauded, but we'll get to yeah. it. We'll get to it. <laughs> now, after looking around as the van pulls away, they will tell us they are so confused as they don't know where they are, possibly the woods in the middle of the night or probably a studio back lot in the middle of Los Angeles. Your pick. I don't care which one you want to go with. I find it quite interesting that Neo is going to be our first contestant and thus our narrator of this initial segment. Um, they're really putting the storytelling in their hands, which I found interesting. Yeah. 
The voice of Swanthula will be heard saying, Attention, competitors, you must make your way through the haunted forest and locate the base camp. If for any reason you are unable to make it to base camp, you will be immediately exterminated and removed from the competition. We've seen this kind of thing in season four. Um, yeah. Cute. Fine, I'm here for it. it, it I kind of like cute. it. Yeah, it kind of adds like an extra layer. Um, I was just talking. I was just talking about that. Like, I like that they don't have like entrance lines or like, mm -hmm. "Hi, everyone, it's me." Uh, it's more like, let's actually like scare them and get some like genuine reaction. Yeah. Well, the race is on. Run, Neil, Ryan. How would you do in this challenge? Um, like you know, first being lost and second having jump scare actors tase the shit out of you. So personally, I don't like the woods. Okay. So um, if I would never find myself in that situation. All right. All right um, there we go. I'm like, I'm a girl, like, we have sidewalks. That's fair. We have That's street lamps. <laughs> I grew up in the suburbs. I went to school in, in the city. I lived in New York City. I love the city. But yeah, you're, if there's not a big giant building, fuck the trees. Give me the giant. Buildings. Yeah. Give me the cement. The trees are nice to look at during the day. Exactly. Go to Central Park. That's where we love yeah. it. The way that Neo and those heels were running and then stopped. They're like, good, you got your shot. I'm going to walk now. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been me too. <laughs> Next up, it's Onyx on Dix, and she is from Philadelphia and oh. is a circus sideshow act and entertainer. She is known for jaw dropping, dropping stunts as she does fire performing pin cushion. She puts things in her holes and she pulls things out of her holes. She does all sorts of stuff. And, um, and I was like, Putting Not things, joking. Yeah, and in and out of your holes, it sounds like a Friday night in Brooklyn. Yeah, I used to live in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. um, and the first time I saw Onyx on Dicks was she would host this alternative competition um, called Cutthroat. And I saw her, she was like stapling stuff to herself. And yeah, it was so dope. So dope. Listen, that happened in a competition I had produced, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about it, yeah. but as long as you don't hurt yourself, I don't have yeah. any liability insurance. <laughs> All right. Um, she says this season she is hoping to grow as a performer and a monster. Uh, those are choice words to use when you've just already arrived, but okay, fine. Yeah. She says she is her own worst enemy, so if anyone will bring her down, it's her. She is terrified as she states the obvious. Dracula is known for the crazy stuff they put their competitors through. She doesn't know what to expect. Now, her look. Um, we have a lot of caution tape. And, well, I hope she got it at a hardware store, not Amazon. Again, we'll get yeah. to it. Um, I like the neon yellow elements and the chain necklace and the streaks and the hair. But it's a bodysuit. A very sexy yeah. one for sure. But where's the monster? You know, um, I think it's like that drag race idea that like they're really coming prepared this season. They're like, we don't mm -hmm. know what they're gonna make us do. Yes. So we're all just gonna be comfortable. We're gonna make sure that we like look good and just like make it through what we need to make it through. And again, I'm gonna say it a couple times. They don't wanna ruin a perfectly expensive garment. Yeah. Why would you do exactly. that? <laughs> Okay, it's Throb Zombie, and he is there to put the fucking monster fucker on. There's our first entrance line of the season, sort of. 
Fair. He is a drag king from Boston and says he's the total fucking package. Filthy, sexy, scary, and wants to show as many people as possible what Throb does. He says he is bringing everything he's got. He is scared of letting himself down as his expectations for himself are sky high on a constant basis. Two in a row where that's their biggest fear, letting themselves down. Yeah. Um, post-pandemic I wonder what extermination world, is going to look like for that. Right? But in a post-pandemic world, we're all just like, the world's already got us down. and Now it's on us. Yeah, literally. <laughs> All right. Look, we did not get a lot of shots of Throb here, which was really disappointing. Um, but I love Throb's makeup. It definitely is the selling point to his drag. I know in the preview podcast, I did compare Throb in a way to Landon. And I want to continue to explain what I mean there. They both do a lot of graphic horror faces. Yes, they are two completely different universes, but it's the same idea where they're going to transform their face for more of a graphic horror idea. Yeah, I see that. I see that. I can agree with that. Um, they definitely have, like, they go from character A to get character B, and there's really yeah. no, like, you can't really, like, see through the lines because they've right. transformed so greatly. Now, after being kicked out of the van, the bitch, that no one told them anything, um, and they just, they don't know what's going on. And it's all for cameras, kids. They they, they are yeah. told exactly <laughs> what to do. They know. All right, the accent is here. It's anaphylactic, like the shock, but not only less tragic, hopefully. And again, there's our entrance line. And you know what? This bitch actually prepared that entrance line for Drag Race for a couple yeah. of years now. So. <laughs> she is from Manchester in the UK, if the accent didn't give it away. She says she is quite theatrical and quite campy, a queen after my own heart. She says her goals for the season are to win, obviously, and could use £100,000 before realizing that she's in America, so that's dollars, bitch. Um... But at least she's not competing for a web series produced by the creators of Drag Race. Step up, girl. That's true. Yeah. She is on the up and up. She says Dragula is known for being an intense competition, but she is up for doing it all. Put a needle through her, throw her out of a plane, give her a tattoo. She will do whatever. She says life is short. She's going to grab it by the horns and ride this motherfucker. You go, girl. Literally. Okay, the look. I am obsessed with this look and the impact it had right off the bat. It's black and white from face to body with hints of neon green that glow so amazingly in the black light of the production lights. I think Anna is a brilliant artist in the sense they know how to make an impact. The glasses are fun. The hat is fun. I love her makeup. And the look is very drag race on Dragula, but they know that shit was likely going to get down and dirty and ruin a perfectly fabulous garment so she wasn't going to destroy a yeah, perfectly exactly. fabulous garment um i'm kind of an anastan and again maybe it's because of her association with cheddar gorgeous um but i i really do like her yeah i d i liked her this episode as well um i'm excited to continue to get to know her and see what other look she has um we'll talk about it later but yeah i'm definitely interested to see more of her the acting is on, even in the van. Hello, friends, colleagues, and enemies alike. It's JK, the demon clown menace of Brooklyn, and probably the most annoying person you've ever met, which is not true. There are a lot more annoying bitches in Brooklyn, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> they say in Brooklyn they are known for being very, very loud, drinking a little too much, and not giving a fuck. They say this season the only thing that scares them is not living up to their own expectations. This is a running theme. Yeah, they know what to expect. Down. Yeah, they know what to expect to serve and wants it to be consistent and never lose JK in the process. Now, their message to the competitors is they may seem fun-loving happy, but behind the goofy little face is a hardcore competitor and they should be scared because they have nothing to lose and everything to gain. 
JK is 100% perfect for television. Yeah. This is how you do good confessional. I definitely agree. JK, um, he really brought that energy as well. Um, I think right from the beginning, you kind of like already started to enjoy being around this person. And he kind of gives you the vibe of, oh, he's kind of just like my friend that I go out to the clubs with all the time, you know? Absolutely. Like this is someone you want to hang out with. Have you ever met him in person? I have not. I have a lot of friends. I'm I'm very, very close. um, One degree away, but... um, yeah, every, but that's the other thing. Everything I know about JK from my friends is one of the best people they know. Yeah, he's really talented, really talented. I love the fun, campy elements of the look. I'm all for celebrating camp and horror and uniting them, and I think that's what JK does. Wearing a safety helmet, kind of iconic. Yeah, that very, was very funny. funny. <laughs> and, and I kind of live, I, yeah, and I live for the deconstructed sweater moment. Like, I was here for this look. Yeah, no, I liked his look. A lot. Am I going to be a big JK defender here? Probably. I don't care. I'm no shame. No, same. Same. We love JK in this house. Yes. Next up, it's Cynthia Dolan. She is the gorgeous nightmare of Kansas City, Missouri, and she is 30 years old. And I was like, okay, finally, someone gave us the age. And also, we know what show you really wanted to be on. Yeah. But Cynthia Dahl, she gave it to me. She was probably like my favorite entrance. Yeah. Great for TV. She is known for high fashion horror and being sickening. Really wishes to be on that other show. She is here to showcase her art on this platform and spread her puss. She wants to test the boundaries, do anything, venture out, and just let the boules take control, which is music to their ears. They want a monster to mold, and Cynthia is giving them all and more. She's going to snipe the competition, kill them off one by one, because she is cutthroat, sickening, drop-dead gorgeous, drop-dead expensive, and overall talented. Yeah, she's gonna be good TV. Yeah, she's she's really dropping like the taglines and the one-liners. She's really doing good. Really doing literally. Good. All right. Um, this look. I mean, the mug is her signature B. I love that. The look is very simple. If we're gonna call others out for a two-piece, here we go again. I do not care for this slick back red wig. It is way too small and measly. I know this look was again bound to be destroyed. So she said this will do. I don't care for this rodent hair. Leather, it's giving Halloween gig spoopy. It's not giving us great first impression, but her personality is going to make up for it. I do, though, love the gloves. That was my favorite element of the garment. I actually liked her entire outfit. That's <laughs> fair, that's it fair. Was simple, even though it was really simple, um, I think the makeup kind of, like, tied everything together. Absolutely. And um, it really kind of, like, it looks like she's just kind of, like, going out to the club, going out mm-hmm. to the nightclub. You know, just going to have a drink. Um, yeah, I kind of liked it. Now, the way we watch her just drop to the ground and crawl, she was given acting instructions. She said, I'm ready to live my slasher film fantasy. Yeah. That's the commitment that we really love. <laughs> she tells us she is terrified as she doesn't know where to go and doesn't know what direction is north, east, south, and west. And she speaks for all of us and says she is a gay. So obviously she wouldn't even know what it was even if she was in the city i feel you girl um (laughs) even in a grid city in new york city i still sometimes need google maps i just know up and down (laughs) literally that's about it um again you mentioned the one-liners we are going to have a lot more one-liners that whole um obviously she's gay it's we're going to be using that it's going to be a meme yeah literally 
It's the Bearded Beauty of Texas, Blackberry. Come on, coordinated outfit for the confessional. Love the neon green and black sweater paired with the neon green glasses. Good call, bitch. She is a huge anime and comic book nerd, so she can't wait to bring her love for comic books to Dragula and peep Erica Clash being like, been there, failed that. Her goal for Dragula is to showcase Bearded Dragon at a heightened level and show that big girls can be fashionable and win a crown. You go, girl! She says the other competitors should be worried as she is a jack of all trades. She will do whatever it takes to win this competition. All right, her look. Um, she said fetish gives Boulay vibes, right? Between the leather and the studs, I know what she was trying to do. It wasn't the most innovative. And I was like, wait, it's kind of giving me Cher tribute show look. Yeah. I'm also like, girl, you're not hot. Right? I mean, it is California in, in the middle of the summer, so. I'm like, but still, that was a lot. She's bringing a oh, lot. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It, it was a lot. <laughs> um, next up, it's Jarvis Hammer, Atlanta's ghost with the most, and that was not the person I thought was going to be behind the paint. I love it. They are going to be my bestie as long as when we hang, they drop the voice. Also, cast them as Shelley Duvall in the Made for TV movie. That was fucking Shelley Duvall. Gen Z, if you don't know who Shelley Duvall is, go watch The Shining, please. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, he is a king who does stand-up comedy lip syncs. There is no one like him. How many ghost comedians have you seen out there? None. He thinks he adds a new facet to the Dragula brand as he bridges the divide between comedy and horror in a way that we haven't seen on the show before. This season, he hopes to show the world that there is more than one flavor of Drag King, and his is one of the best. Again, I enjoyed this beginning from Jarvis. Yeah, I think um, I also like later on, everyone's like a little spicy. So I really like that. Yeah. No one's really like holding back or quiet in the corner, um, especially the Drag Kings, where in the past, except for Landon Cider, most of them were kind of like reserved a little bit towards the beginning. Right. And then would kind of like expand out. The look, listen, like Anna, going with a light color in this lighting package was brilliant. With Jarvis having a ghostly persona, the way that this look not only showcases that, but showcases the brilliant of brilliance of the look, very smart. Love the textures and the patterns in the pants, the pussy bow on point. The makeup is unmatched. I'm obsessed. Like that face is so expressive. I wish I had that kind of talent. I think Jarvis is bound to be a fan favorite. Watch this space. Yeah, no, I really think he is. I hope he lasts uh, really long because based on what we've seen so far, the two looks that he's shown, they've been pretty good. And the yep. makeup is, again, top tier. This season has a lot of good makeup artists. Absolutely. All right, next up, it's Satana. They're from Los Angeles and the personality did not make the trip in the van with them. They are a dystopian sex doll. Who is there to fuck up the competition? They want to be the most cunt they can be and take the other girls down and wants the crown. Guess they don't know there are kings in the midst, um, but alas, we will talk about it. They are willing to scan and scalp some girls and outperform them all. Again, there are kings there too. The goal for the season is to make a lifelong group of friends. JK. Which is funny with the result, but yeah. we got there. Uh, they came there to look hot, stir the pot, and win. And the stir the pot part, they did. They in principle, yeah, in principle, I like the look. It's well put together. I like the color story. Is it spooky? Not really. Does it 
look way too clean yeah it's clashing patterns on a skinny dress top it's not monster enough the hair is quite stringy and also wearing a crown girl that's ambition yeah it was giving very like prom yeah like and that's not even the prom outfit. look yet yeah literally <laughs> Next up, it's Fantasia Royal Gaga, uh, the queen who will be favorited all season long. She is known for her burlesque style, jaw-dropping performances, showing off all of her curves and her enormous tits. She's a trans entertainer who has been performing for 20 years and says she is the prettiest and sexiest monster you will ever see. Okay, well, delusion has made its way to the Boulay Brothers set. <laughs> She is known for being seductive and saying what's on her mind. Basically, she is known for being a badass bitch, and she is there to rock shit out and all for the crown. Okay, I'm just going to call it out. This is last-minute Halloween gig realness. White contacts do not make a monster. A mohawk and tattered and hold garment does not make a monster. I am so underwhelmed. I need to understand why she deserves to be here. I need the alternative style of drag to come out ASAP. Otherwise, I will be bitching all season long because we are going to lose people who are actually monsters yeah i'm excited to see what she does uh i do know that uh she is really good tv i watched her on the other show she was on mm -hmm. on a different streaming platform redacted straight streaming platform <laughs> um and yeah she's really good tv so i know that she's gonna bring that but i Absolutely. am excited to see her looks and how she kind of like fits her style into all of the challenges. We will see her start to go on her adventure through the woods, but has to check in with the girls to make sure they're ready to run or pretend to run for 20 steps before the camera cuts. They did not make her run. They did not. It's Orgotic. He is originally from Colombia, now in Buenos Aires, Argentina. He is known for a really specific technique of drag makeup and prosthetic work, and allegedly the fandom has found their trade of the season. He is inspired by human nature, by the dark, twisted shit that happens inside of all of us. Um, good luck finding that in me. You're going to find a real monster. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> he's never been in a competition, and this is his first time in an English-speaking country, as this is a whole new experience for him, and he is not scared. Do you see him? He is the fucking scariest thing in the world. Yeah. All right. The face. That's the story. The jumpsuit in perfect white is very basic. I think this was a it don't matter what I wear, you are going to only pay attention to the face kind of deal. But this is one to watch. As long as we understand the concepts moving forward, Orgotic is gonna slay. I agree. Um, I also wanted him, I hope that later on in the season, he kind of like um talks a little bit more about this specific prosthetic, um, the way he does his prosthetics, yeah. uh, just because that is kind of interesting. You kind of want to like know about. Yeah, what and really again, what, when we, we talk about the design part of the show, which I think is still the best part of the program, um, I really do hope we get to learn and, and not in a way that everyone can copy, but we can yeah. learn how they can take elements of what he does and do it for their own drag because you're right. This is something we have not been able to witness on this kind of level. Yeah, I agree with that. Now that we have initially met our monsters, it's time to watch them all engage on their journey through the woods. This was a director's wet dream of action shots as we get close-up angles, we get distant camera angles, something for everyone that makes a horror movie in the woods what it is. Now, as far as acting, listen, mm -hmm. if you're going to make your monsters give their scream queen moments, 
go send them to an acting 101 or improv 101 class. Like the choices were very obvious, very, very obvious. But the one fabulous moment was watching Fantasia get tased from a scare actor on the ground. Like that was an actual scream. Yeah. <laughs> but when they did that close up of the face and all you could focus on was that one single white contact. Oof. Are you a white contact spoopy queen? No, I don't have any contacts. Thank you. No. Thank you. <laughs> now they will all say this was intense and this is their welcome to the Dragula. Who knows what's waiting around the corner? Well, the reality of the show is it has been sanitized. It's not as scary as it used to be. And it can still be the show from the past. We just need to be able to trust the journey we're going on with the monsters. So if we don't find what they're doing is actually scary, don't say it's scary because we're then going to be like, I don't believe you. Yeah, you're like, girl, I would do that on a Tuesday night. Literally, there are there are haunted house experiences that are scarier than this. Yeah. The tasing part, that's the only thing that would have gotten me. I would have been like, girl, tasing. Yeah. JK will give there. us a lot of vocalization as they are being tased, but I feel like they loved it. Like I feel like they're into that shit. Um, but hey, the way they just threw themselves over that hill, that was commitment. Yeah. Neo will tell us they think they're being chased by Yetis, which is hilarious, because um, I don't think there are Yetis in Los Angeles, to my knowledge. Yeah, I don't think so. Orgotic tells us he feels at home being terrified, and when he gets tased, it's like, meh. You, no, there was no expression. Again, likes being behind the camera as opposed to being the actor. Now, speaking of meh being tased, Throb Zombie is like, I don't know why I'm smiling, but being tased hurt, but I liked it. They all did. You have to be a sick fuck to be on this show. Yeah, they all enjoyed it a little bit. As the music intensifies, we are left wondering, will someone die? Is someone about to exterminate? As if that's never going to be happening on in this part of the show, ever. Even though I want it to happen, I really want it to happen. Unless they get paid for the full season and then they're like, no, we're using you as a bit. I don't think anyone would ever agree to it. Yeah. <laughs> now, after getting sprayed with fake blood, base camp has been found. First to arrive is Onyx, who sees lights, which warms their heart and makes them feel safe. So she has found where she is meant to be and where she can be dry. And babe, this is just the beginning of the rest of your life. Yeah. Is this the end of her woods adventure? It's Dragula, for sure not. Nothing's over yet. Next to arrive again, not in the order that we were introduced to, which I guess can be for conspiracy purposes, whatever, is Satana, who looks like nothing happened to her. Like, no blood, squeaky clean. Did she even go in the woods? She escaped that part. She kind of... Literally. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, they meet, and Satana is not impressed by Onyx's name. Okay. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't get, like, the pun or, like, the choice of words. Mm -hmm. until like they explained it and i've known about onyx on dicks for like three years now pre-dragula so i was like oh wow okay nice listen there are some very very intellectual drag artists out there and you're like i don't get your name then when you finally get it you're like oh fuck you're like oh nice that's cool (laughs) well they say that onyx is nice onyx vibes with satana and says there's a lot going on behind a tiny little crown Next to arrive is Throb, and Satana is excited to see a king in the competition, but has high standards when it comes to kings. Remember, this is the bitch who was like, queens only, I see you. What does yeah. it mean to say and admit that you have high standards when it comes to kings? 
Like, what does that mean? I feel like we should just have high standards for drag. I agree. In general, like the general umbrella of drag. We shouldn't be celebrating mediocrity, which comes yeah. in all shapes and forms in every kind of drag artist. Yeah, I think sometimes I feel like some you're just like saying it in the moment and like talking. I think that's what you, you think know? you're right. Because I, I don't think Satana just maybe sh- they didn't expect to see any drag kings there, but this is yeah, Dragula. They're going to well. give you that. Next yeah. is Cynthia Doll, and Onyx is like, What is here? Uh, between their voices, I think together Onyx and Cynthia could honestly have an annoying voice screech off. <laughs> Cynthia will introduce herself and Onyx can tell that Cynthia is a wild bitch and the wildest thing she has ever done so far is wearing a broad panty as her entrance look on season five. Read her to filth. Blackberry is here and she is fat and out of breath and is hoping they were barbecuing and to be fair, I would likely be asking the same exact question. Yeah, same. <laughs> Are there any snacks? Right? Throb is so happy Blackberry is there as he has been to Austin a few times and calls Blackberry a legend there. He wants to see what she's going to do. Me too. Still waiting, but we'll get to it. Anna is here and she almost takes a tumble. The woods are going to get you every fucking time. She'll introduce herself and Cynthia will be like, like the antiseptics? I've heard about them before. Dumb bitch. Did she not hear her? Maybe the accent was hard to understand. Again, I feel like this is just like filling air. Yeah. yeah. So they're all just like talking like, oh, oh my God. Blackberry will tell us Anna is nice in the most hesitant manner and says she's not convinced by the unhemmed skirt. Clock it. Okay, clock it. We didn't see it because we didn't get that. Yeah, um, I didn't see nothing. Yeah. Cynthia's like, which one was she again? Bitch, you got her name wrong. Calm down. You know who it is. <laughs> the moaning of Jarvis is heard as he asks if the funeral pyre is for him. Listen, a bitch who is always on in character, I live for the comedy. Just st- when you're in makeup, it's fine. But when you're out of makeup, do not be the character. No, no. Satana, the queen who hates kings, does not get Jarvis as of now. They are not impressed. Why a hater? You know what she said? Is she had high expectations of kings? Do you think? A, do you think a drag king beat Satana in the drag competition, and that's why she hates kings? Probably. <laughs> we have to ask. You know, she probably has trauma. Onyx will mock ja- uh, Jarvis as George Washington there to sign the Declaration of Independence, um, which is very mean. But also, I would love to see what a George Washington look from Jarvis would look like. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Throb is delighted to see two kings on the season. More of this, please. Just don't pit them together. Let them have their own journeys, please. Yeah, I hope so. Jarvis is glad to not only be the drag king in the competition, but knows that Throb is a fierce competitor. So there we go. Pitted it together one sentence later. They probably know each other, too. Probably. Absolutely. The Fantasia's drag here. community is so small. They're, absolutely. Fantasia's here, and the monsters are all aware who she is. Throb uses the word intrigue that she is there, and that is the word that I would have used, bewildered as well. Satana thinks they will be best friends with Fantasia, the trans goddess. Listen, little Satana, you are getting a lot of screen time. I don't know why, but I'm not personally living, so pipe down <laughs> and let the other monsters talk. I was kind of living for Satana. I really like her makeup and her confessional. Mm-hmm. Her eye makeup. Her eye that makeup was cool. cool. That was yeah. cool. Orgotic will be like a creature unsure of where they are or what to do, and Throb invites them in, calling him a creepy little fuck 
and is so happy that Voldemort came to be on the show. What a read. <laughs> what a read. Now, Anna will give her can line to Orgotic, and then he's like, can I call you Anna? Well, yeah, that, yeah. that that's your name. <laughs> that's, yes, please, please call her that. Now it's the arrival of Neo and Onyx is like, oh no, they will say who they are, where they are from, do a spin of the monsters, will scream in delight. Why? Because they're covered in blood wearing nothing to nothing, like no more cheering on mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> Jarvis tells us that Neo is gorgeous, perfection, and scary, and Orc is gagged and that the gorgeous Neo is here. And Neo thinks he's spooky hot and wants to know more about him. And once again, we are introduced to a forced love line, love plot line. Um do you, do you think we could have one season without love plotline? I always feel like they force it and then it kind of like fizzles out. Like Especially when it was the same love plotline two seasons in a row. Yeah. Would you, if you were on a television program, have a showmance? No. That's fair. I'd be like so focused on like just doing good. <laughs> yeah. JK is here and screams that annoying little scream like the over-the-top thing they are and I live. Orc, though, will call them a ladybug. Cynthia will agree and I don't know if it was a ladybug. Maybe a color story is there, but sure. Yeah. Blackberry calls JK a little green and hopes they bring something good. Now, on a watch back, this was our clue of what was to come for the rest of the episode. Um, yeah. So this is where the gaslighting has begun because I don't think I would call JK green. Yeah, me neither. But welcome to Grad Dragula. Well, now that all the monsters have convened, it's time to figure out who and why they are there. And it will be Miss Satana who will step up from the group circle to ask who is going home first, which is a spicy question to ask. They want to see who is going to be messy and defend themselves. They are trying to set up the dynamics of the group, which is great. Let's just do it in a less contrived manner. Do you think it's ever too early to ask who is going home first? No. You ask it before we even get there. <laughs> That's fair. Now, Cynthia will rub Orc's head and says that he has some work to do. Okay, Miss Dolls Kill. Yeah, literally, Miss Brawn Panty Top. Now, immediately after she answered the question, Fantasia will miss the point of Satana's game and ask where everyone is from. And Cynthia's like, oh, so I'm the only one who had to answer? I mean, she's right. Rewind the tape. They have a lot to do. So here, here, here's how everyone's going to answer. Orc will point toward JK and say, JK is like, why me? Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Uh, I'm kidding. Orc will say he doesn't see them as a monster. Precisely to JK will say, keep thinking as they will pack Orc's bags. Okay, we're just going to back and forth fight. That's fine. Cute. Yeah. Blackberry says everyone will go home and she will be there until the end, to which Cynthia says, so who's the first one to go home? And Satana will call the cop out. But Blackberry says she didn't lie. And then JK is like, I shall pick from here. It's you, bitch. And Blackberry is like, you're going to be the first one out. And then we have Orc be like, who's Blackberry? Okay, this one's a wild one. Maybe there's too much on the face that they can't see. Yeah, anything. there was a lot going on here. The lighting, it was dark. Yeah, it's true. JK says they're sure Blackberry is an incredible eight-count diva and can give a Good brunch number, but doesn't get the vibe that they will get down and dirty and gross. And Blackberry's like, I'm a jack of all trades. Um, is being called an A-Count Diva and a good brunch queen a dig? I thought or, that was so funny. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you're a good A-Count Diva who can do a good brunch number, you're going to get you know what? more money than most queens. Yeah, literally. 
I thought it was funny. It was really it was funny. very funny. In the context we, of Dragula. Right. We move to Onyx, who will call out Cynthia because she sees a bra and panty and a dream, to which Cynthia's like, you're wearing a knockoff Lady Gaga telephone music video outfit. And I was like, no? Okay, that's a reach. Yeah. Neil will tell us in confessional that Cynthia looks like a hooker, but in a good way. Spooky hooker. Is there a good way or a bad way to look like a hooker? I think looking like a hooker, there's no good or bad way. I think it's always yeah. just so it's just great. JK will tell us that Cynthia is wearing a two-piece and a slick back hair humid, but loves the pig nose. And the fact that the Boulets used that as the first screenshot on their social media was brilliant. <laughs> I lived for that, yeah. <laughs> now JK wants to hear from Miss Poppins and it's like, who me? Girl, they're mocking your country of origin. Yes, you. Yeah. <laughs> she she was a little to quiet. Santana. She was. She was very quiet. She'll point to Santana, and Satana is like, well, that's funny. You're my pick to go home first. She's a defensive little Satanic princess, isn't she? Yeah, she's spicy. They picked Anna because of that white bodysuit on hem skirt and the shoes. Chop, girl. Neo will meekly say Fantasia, who is like, who, me? While you're standing there looking like that? Well, at least it's spooky and not a Halloween gig spooky. But Neo will then call Fantasia Miss Fashion Nova, which is funny for what's going to come later, but yeah. we'll get to it. Um, so between like Fashion Nova and Amazon, Dolls Kill, where, where can you buy drag attire? No, literally, that's acceptable. That's not custom. That if it even is custom, it's probably going to look the exact same. Mm-hmm. And if you bought it at a cheaper price. Exactly. Rob will call out Fantasia as he would love to see what kind of monster she is. And Fantasia is like, you call yourself a monster? Now, maybe Miss Thing can't see out of one of her white contacts, but Rob Zombie, looking like he does, you're questioning if he's a monster? Come on. Yeah. Throb says she is absolutely stunning and amazing and it would be so great to send her home. And Fantasia says she is a diverse entertainer as she has seen nothing yet. Um, Good luck on that. We're, we're, we'll see. Now, Jarvis will use Satana's parlance and say he is not living for the attitude. I knew I liked this one. Also, saying the word parlance, uh, just yeah, these are words that normal people don't use. And the fact that he can pull it out of their ass (laughs) that quickly, love it. He's too smart for me. Now, the monsters are going to laugh at Jarvis's retort Satana as the fun is over. They love getting dirty. Cynthia calls the cast authentic as they can throw shade back and forth and volley and not take anything serious. Onyx says they can be fighting one moment and then just chilling around the campfire. Jay will say, guess what, people on the internet? They're drag performers. They're going to read each other. It doesn't mean they actually dislike each other. It's not that serious. It's just drag. But they do think Blackberry doesn't like them. They want to know why. Soon, my child, all will be revealed. And with all of those comments, I feel like the fourth wall of Dragula was broken we're supposed to see you quote loathe each other. Do you do you want to hear the contestants say that they really do love each other, or is this Dragula and you want to believe that it's all hate all the time? Uh, I kind of like that we know because, like they're all saying, and like the other show redacted, um, on that show as well, they show that like this is like the culture of drag, like yeah. This is like what um this is what we do in dressing rooms. This is what we do like when we kiki with our friends. So I kind of like that they leave it in because again, it's like those genuine moments that show the real world. Like this is drag. Like this is Do you think it's also a way to help 
squash the fandom and the shit that they spew? No, because the fandom, they're still going to do all that crazy shit, no matter how much people ask them to not and to listen. Wa- and to looking at the Reddit after this episode, I got whiplash. I got fucking whiplash yeah. from some of the comments. People have a lot of comments to say, and that's they never sure going to change. We have one of the minions of the Boulets rolling out of television from out of a tent. The brothers are not there to greet them, of course. They have a message ready. Also, the way that TV almost toppled over, again, really bad editing shot, though it would have been camp if that thing just smashed. Just smashed on the floor. This is the woods. How are you? Come on. Two people. It takes two people to roll out of fucking (laughs) TV. Anyway. The message has the boulets looking like Joan Crawford in black and white. I loved it. We learn that they have each made it through their first right feat of the season, and as a reward for surviving, they will each receive a complete box set of Black Moon cosmetics that's waiting for them back in the lab. And there it is. No more boudoir. We are calling it the lab this season. Now, each set is allegedly filled with thousands of dollars worth of lipsticks, eyeshadows and everything they could possibly need to beat those hideous faces for the rest of the season now i went on the black moon website that bundle that we are about to see um maybe like 300 dollars each um so there are the boulets gaslighting and inflating welcome to america that's what the tumblr included too i think so it's not thousands of dollars like some of their (laughs) like 25 to 50 i don't know Have you ever heard of or used Black Moon Cosmetics? No. Do you think this was a good promo for the company? Yeah. Um, I love whenever they use like a special effects company because like I'm saying, with more representation of people who do this type of drag, um, there needs to be more of a market for people to buy different brands and yeah. use different makeup. Yeah, I love it. To welcome them to the competition, they are there to compete in the Grand Championship of Drag, Filth, Glamour, and Horror, where they will use their unique drag skills to survive the challenges, wipe out the competition, and prove to them that they are the most powerful drag monster alive, aside from them, of course. Drag says they will be somewhere around Victoria or Landon level. Um, I wonder if we're going to see them later on this season. I hope we do. Oh, we will. I think the trailer showed both of them, so. Oh, okay, good. The winner of Dragula will receive a $100,000 grand prize, courtesy of them, a custom crown and scepter, a headlining spot on their next world tour, and the title of Dragula, the world's next super monster. The rest of them will die. Um, it's not personal. It's not personal. Though one one day, maybe someone should make a movie, maybe Orc will do it, where they're like filming a reality television show, and they actually do die. Yeah. <laughs> So, why are they out in the woods in the middle of the night? They are there to get into the spirit of their first challenge. The theme for the first floor show is Terror in the Woods. From Friday the 13th to Sleepaway Camp, the Witch, Cabin in the Woods, and Blair Witch Project, humans seem to be terrified by trees, lakes, the forest, and things that go bump in the night. They will have to tap into their primal fear by creating an original look based on the theme and present it on their brand new main stage. In a studio? Me think so. Now, they will flat out say that their look can be campy, gory, terrifying, modern, or primeval, but regardless of what they choose, they need to make sure it shows their unique style of drag represented in their final look. And we're going to talk about it, because I think some of these monsters are stretching the definition of their unique style of drag very thinly, but we'll get to it. Now, what would you do for this category for the floor show? 
Yes, I just I was just having this conversation. Um, so I thought immediately like Slenderman. Ooh. Um, but with like the tree bark. So it's like a long, like so initially, like I'm like a tree. And then like branches on the joints. So that when I like bend my arm, it looks like a claw or something. Ooh, I love I that. That's a really cool, cool concept. Yeah. You know, thinking about it, why did no one do trees? No, literally, no one did any of that stuff. There were some trees in people's wigs. There, but, there um, sure were. There sure were. But not as a character. Their time in the woods is over for now as they will head to the laboratory uh, where they will start building their monster looks. Bitch, they brought it from home. We know. We know yeah. how this show works. Give them an actual in-studio design challenge and I will let you have it. That's one thing that is missing from this show, an yeah. actual design challenge. Well, they did that one with the hair. I think <laughs> season two. Did they do the one with the hair? Did it, isn't it the one with like, that? Did like, she do their fucking hair, their hair for them? I think yeah. Madeline made most of their hairs for that one challenge. Anyway, you know what? I would let her do it. <laughs> Honestly, Madeline had her one of the best fucking uh, wig designers yeah. on the planet. I mean, that shit's not going to move and it's going to be huge. Yeah. And it's a single. It really is. Now, if they fail to impress them, not only will it be their last floor show, but it will be a truly terrifying fall from grace. Didn't they say the same thing with the fucking trap door last season? Yeah. Well, I guess the fall got an upgrade this season. Now, well, the fall present, last season was like the fall of the Titan. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Before venturing to the mansion, they get shots. Welcome to Dragula, fuckers. What kind of shot would you take in this moment? A tequila shot. Love it. Me too. Straight. No chaser. No. Right. Lime, no. I. No nothing. Okay. Listen, people get shocked to me when I'm like, "Fuck it, I don't. Don't give me the lime. Just take it back. Don't waste it on me. I just do the fucking shot." Yeah, and then I take a deep breath after and complain about how intense that was. <laughs> yeah, I, I sometimes I'll, I'll wince, I'll make a face, so yeah. everyone knows that. Yeah, look at me, I can do tequila. Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> All right, let's head to the lab where it's the space we're used to, but much larger. Like the negative space has expanded, but the boule portraits are still there. Um, and there we're going to find the Black Moon products. And yeah, cool stuff, but not $1,000. Maybe like collectively all of it was worth like a couple thousand. Yeah, that's probably what they meant. Or they had to all share the same boxes, which also would have been happy, <laughs> but whatever. Also, paint the tumblers. Do you want a Boulay Brothers tumbler? Like what would you put in said tumbler? I do, yeah. Well, I'm right with Fantasia. I'm going to need this later for the drinks. Mm-hmm. Our monsters arrive out of drag and they're ready for the fun. No hard feelings quite yet. They're so excited for the Black Moon products, and Cynthia will educate us that the lab is short for laboratory, which is where they build monsters, darling. We're oh not my God, that dumb, The more right? you know. The more we know. <laughs> JK can start over with the new set of makeup while Fantasia is just here for the Tumblr. Uh, how are they feeling? Well, they're glad they're out of the woods. Cynthia says getting the blood off of her was a bit of a struggle because she is so sticky. Of course she is. She's mm -hmm. a hooker. Yeah. Now it's time to discuss how they did in the official first fright feed. JK says they were like dodgeball with the tasers. That's sports. Um, but gays do play sports. I have a lot of friends who do gay dodgeball league, which is funny because they do not dodge balls in other situations. Okay. JK has discovered that they are not an acrobat and busted their leg open. Drag is a contact sport. Sometimes it is. Now, Neo is like, they hurt their leg too, but they didn't make a big deal of it. 
Uh, maybe they just weren't like blooding and gushing out like JK was. Yeah, or maybe you just don't want camera time. Like, right? <laughs> JK says they're missing half their shin, and Blackberry will tell her, thankfully, you have another knee when you fall in the bottom. The bitch just said shin, not yeah. knee. I call it shitty editing. They're just getting it, getting it, getting it. <laughs> They're trying to tell us that if this was bad, the season will be worse. Like on a scale of one to ten, what was this? I would say like that fright was like a four. Yeah, that was like a four, especially compared to last season um, when they have like multiple rooms. This yeah. was just like, oh, a stroll through the park. So people now ask about their fears. And then before we learn about their fears, what are your fears? Um, I'm scared of, I actually don't know. That's okay. That's they kind of right. just no. come, they kind of just come, like, I don't know. I'm scared of not having any money. That's fair. That's a good one. <laughs> Mine is being alone and never being loved by a twink. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, that's scary. Fantasia is afraid of heights, as is Jarvis. Of course, Satana is like they did mention Paul. Well, if that's if you're in the bottom, but she won't because that spot is safe for you, my dead sister. Anna tells us that her fears include drinking a bucket of blood or some animal's intestines. Then why'd you call on the show? Was so funny. Then we have Miss Cynthia, who will win the confessional award. And tell us her fears are thinking that she's just the next submarine going down in the ocean. Hashtag submersible. Okay. Did you see any submersible costumes for Halloween? I saw a lot of submersible costumes for Halloween. (laughs) There were a lot. (laughs) Uh, Satana's terrified of going home first. And that is what we call the red herring edit. Now, when it comes to the discussion of the floor show, Nia will share with the class that they have little experience in performing and it will be very interesting indeed, especially compared to what we will see and what the result is going to be. Jarvis will be doing something political, which he doesn't often do in his drag. Drag, though, is inherently political, so, but he feels that it relates to the current times. Now, for those of us who use the subtitles and the captions, Orgotic will respond to Jarvis's statement but the caption just simply says, Orgotic speaks indistinctly. Way to call out the foreigner. <laughs> That's so mean. And then I forgot who said it. Um, then they're like, what in the woods is political? Right? JK will be like, I can't wait to see what's political in the forest. And whether they realized or not, coming out as a scout is a very political, given the nature of scout culture. Yeah. Fantasia's a little nervous. Fantasia's a little nervous because it's the first floor show, but the stage is her home. She says she chose to give a sexy, glamour look in the woods because that's her drag persona. She doesn't care what the others have to say about her presence. Then don't listen to this podcast, legend. Yeah. (laughs) Throb will stick to his guns on his assessment of Fantasia and says that he doesn't judge performers by their outfits, but by the way they bring it to the floor, and he has never seen Fantasia do horror. Well, sit back and watch, and we'll probably get there in a few weeks when actual monsters get sent home wrongly first. Yeah. Do you think we're going to have a battle between Throb and Fantasia this season? Like, is this a setup for some sort of plotline? I definitely do, because I'm one of those people who watch the trailer. Throb gets very spicy on that trailer a few times. There's a few 
times that they're like yelling and saying things. So yeah, I just can't wait for all of that to come to light. <laughs> it's time to get to work and it is the part of the show that is much more dance and superior than the other television program as we will get to see the monsters and their craft and the behind the scenes of their looks. Now, if it was only a little less stage, I'd be a little more happy, but it's fine. Let's begin with Cynthia, who's inspired by the horror movie Shrooms. Have you ever heard of it? Because I sure have not. I did not heard of it either. Well, from what I've gathered, it is a Danish film about a group of American students and their English guide who are stalked by a serial killer while out in the woods looking for psychedelic mushrooms. What is with us fucking Americans being in horror films in other countries? This is just what they believe we are. Fucking idiots. Dummies looking for shrooms. It's always American adventurers trying to be all cultural and getting killed. Yeah, like, I can't believe it. Can we have a Midsummer challenge? Is that too much to ask? I think that would be really cute, honestly. Right? That'd be so fun. That movie is fucking amazing. Season six. Hopefully season six. Now, do you think Cynthia was on Shrooms while watching the movie Shrooms? Probably. She looks like a bunch of you gotta do it. Yeah. She will be using neoprene and wire around the hat in order to make it from form a shape of a nipple of a mushroom. Is that what it's called, a nipple? I do not think so. I don't think so either, but watch it is. But she says she is paying hummus to the fungus. How long before that becomes the phrase of all the spoopy gays? And she said it a few times, too. She She was trying to make fetch happen. Listen, Cynthia, catch that merch in stat. Yeah, no, literally. Orc is inspired by a forest ranger that is a figure of authority and works for the bugs, which is a cool future horror movie concept. Get on it, Orc! Yeah, Orc has all these concepts. Now, when we see these tentacles he's working on in the lab, I was impressed. The look is going to have giant centipede arms using floaty things using the pool, also known as pool noodles. Hope you didn't buy them at Amazon. Hopefully not. Got them from the local 99 cent store supporting small businesses. (laughs) He's using fake leather to make it shiny because he likes things horrifying, but with the touch of elegance. He's confident we will love it. Really, this is going to be the one I want to see week after week to see how they create their own Yeah, books. same. Blackberry will show us this beautiful print that I wish was executed on stage, but alas, she is inspired by the dumb bimbos that die first in horror movies, but this one makes it to the end. She wants to have a dramatic death as someone who was sleeping next to a campfire and someone came and attacked her with leftover marshmallows. Time to run to the woods for safety, said no one ever. Where would you die in a horror film? Uh... Do you know, like, every horror film has, like, that iconic scene where they're, like, fighting in someone's apartment or their house and, like, someone dies before everyone escapes? Yeah. That would be me. I'd so be you want to be the final girl? No, I'm, like, the one right before right the before final it. girl. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. But, like, my um, death I, was so iconic. So I think I'd probably be the killer. No shock. <laughs> Blackberry wants to bring a little humor to Dragula because not everything has to be white contact scary. Y'all, the Halloween queen just got called out. (laughs) That was funny. The shade is real. Jarvis is inspired by the true terror coming at us through backwoods of America right now. And if you thought he meant pillbillies, that would actually be Throb Zombie's look. But alas, he's focusing on the puritanical beliefs that still control our country today. 
He is using actual factual mud that he dug up in his backyard in Atlanta, Georgia, mixed in with cocoa to distress the costume and make it look like he rose from the grave. He's excited by the challenge and hopes that the story reads. Me too. Me yeah, too. Same. Neo's floor show will be a traditional Chinese fox demon from ancient folklore. They are using vines and moss to give a more wood forest element because we're pigeonholing a concept to a theme. Got it. Neo says they always bring their culture in everything they do. They come from a rich, beautiful culture and has to represent it and show the world how much they love where they come from, which I love. And unfortunately, this seems like it's a character arc because that was exactly some of the words that Hoso used in previous seasons. Yeah. JK is fighting for their life with the Terror in the Woods floor show. Uh, Peep that digital print of the look sell them jk people would buy that as merchandise it was stunning i don't know if you made it if one of your designers made it it was fucking gorgeous this whole look was really cool yeah they say they're not particularly gruesome or spooky but what they do will be dumb as hell what would the stupidest way to die in the woods well cooking s'mores and everything dumps on you and then you sizzle alive i am so here for that concept yeah same it's the day of the floor show, and after a brief moment away, maybe a night, maybe a dinner break, the monsters are back in the lab to put the finishing touches on makeup on. And don't you worry, the worst part about this show is just around the corner. Cynthia, who is one who clearly watched the other drag television program, says, it's a brand new day in the laboratory. Yeah. I took that line from Productive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and she's still ready to pay hummus to the fungus. She's really trying to cat that one in there. Fantasia is ready to hit the runway, and she is reminded that this is not that other television program because it's not a runway. And no, no, no. Nope, it's a whole performance. Now, Blackberry can't wait for everybody and the judges to see what she has up her sleeves. And that's because Jarvis tells us around the lab there is rumors of two marshmallow looks. And no, Mary Cherry is not coming back. No. Welcome to Marshmallow Gate. All right, so JK, how does she feel about her marshmallow look? Well, they are really good at selling ice to an Eskimo, so they will give it on the runway. Wrong show. Anna has seen both of the looks and will guarantee that one is better than the other. And I can guarantee that I will not agree with Bob and Jim Boulay. Yeah, me neither. JK wants everyone out of their grill and says it's not the greatest thing to hit the floor show, but they will look fucking cool. And I'll agree. Now, Blackberry is like, confidence is half the battle and you know what that's actually true it is true if you can sell a look that is shit you might get people on board here's looking at you everyone in the room was probably already giving him shit so the confidence was kind of hard to build up when everyone's already like dogpiling on you now i don't want you to name names but have you been in a room watching a drag performance where someone thinks they look the shit but you're looking at them being like, I can clock every element. Oh my God, you're talking about me? No, <laughs> no. No, but you know what I mean. There are people who definitely no, yeah. can sell something that most people could not because they just yeah. have the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Yeah, like for example, um, on Redacted, um, Alyssa Edwards is like an example of that. Like She sure is. Sometimes she could just do stuff Listen, I her. think that camera dress was still a moment. 
Yeah, same. <laughs> it was definitely polarizing. It sure was. Now, BlackBerry knows the lore of the most despised part of this program and will just straight up ask her fellow monsters that if they were going to go out in the stage right now in half face, who would have the best mug? It's that terrifying. was such a funny moment. <laughs> just and once. She... Just once I demand the show do that. Like, I want to see that for yeah. a show. And just go, yeah. When she I'm turned not... around and said, um, that's the real terror in the woods. Literally. I pissed my pants. Pissed my pants. <laughs> Our montage continues of the monsters getting ready just as that alarm sounds. Get your asses to the floor overacting to the max but at least the show is consistent at keeping this in and pissing me off with it again just once make it on a, yeah. a challenge where no one goes home but i just want to see how they react to it fantasia probably had the best acting for that part she really did she really did yeah. because you know the producers are like okay this is going to happen you know everyone yeah. hates it but you have to do it anyway just pretend you're off frantic it's okay you still have two more hours it's okay yeah. And that's the that's the thing. It's like where most of them are in their makeup. It's early on. It's probably twenty minutes yeah. in. I'm like, you just put like you just put primer on. They're all bacon. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. All right, welcome to the brand new main stage of Drag Race. I mean, Dragula. Ooh, I can tell they are no longer at that theater they used to film in, as this is a monster mash of a stage. You yeah. actually can move on it. Um, and speaking of move, the turntable, that was wild. Better make sure every inch of your look is perfect, Uglies, because it will be seen when that turntable spins you around. It's going to be 360 now. Good for you, Budget Brothers. I am here for this new main stage. A few people have said that it looks eerily close to that other drag television program. Do you think it's intentional or are they like, you know what? Drag Race knows what they're doing. Here it is. No, I think they had to just like come with the times. I think it's been like a complaint a lot that like we really couldn't see a lot of the looks because they didn't have enough space to really perform yeah. them. Um, the new stage, again, like I said, it definitely just like elevates the show now. Like, Absolutely. It was now so it's really fucking a cool. Floor show, a floor show, yeah. But like again, because they have that like back row, um, row and then you have the little runway and then that front yeah. part it's exactly how the main stage of drag race is so i can see the comparisons i understand it now this look the boulet brothers are wearing is fabulous it's that spider web bat wing inspired promo look more of this it's very classic boulet brothers but it, it just has this really cool polish to it yeah no they look really good especially um in comparison to like season one episode one right. they look they look stunning do you think RuPaul ever looks back at season one, episode one, and says, I used to look like that. And then I met Raven. I bet she does. But you know what episode I think she looks back a lot more often? Season nine, episode two. That yeah. time she did her own makeup. Yeah. Oh. That's a real terror in the woods. That sure is. <laughs> We are reminded once again that the theme of the night is Terror in the Woods, where the drag artists must use all of their artistic skills to create award-winning looks and also present their looks on the main stage with charisma, stage presence, and performance skills. Now, CSPPS doesn't quite work as well as CUNT. Yeah. Um, but when they when 
they started with charisma. I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know what? Same. I had that same reaction. Swan will tell us that how they perform live may make the difference between life and death. And I want to be sure we discuss that when we go through the floor shows because choices. Joining them is a filmmaker who knows everything there is to know about Terror and Timber. He is the director of Netflix hit shows The Haunting of Hill House, Midnight Mass, The Haunting of Blind Manor, and The Fall of House of Usher. It wasn't mentioned. It's Mike Flanagan. What a fucking catch. He is brilliant. I am obsessed with those shows. And I think this is one of the best judges they could have asked for. Too bad he was told what to say. Yeah, I agree. Are you a fan of those um, miniseries? Yeah, um, I just didn't enjoy Haunting of Bly Manor. Fair. I thought fair. Hill House was better. Hill House was definitely better. Did you watch Fall of the House of Usher? I'm currently watching that show now. Obsessed. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. So good. I mean, you know what's going to happen, but you're still shocked at each yeah. episode because you don't know when. So good. So good. Mike Flanagan, I'm here for you. Um, and uh, it's the star of Sleepaway Camp, Terrifier 2, and a horror icon in her own right, Felissa Rose. She's sweet. She's sweet, and she's really pretty. She is. Now, we're going to move on to the floor show, but as a disclaimer, we will not be discussing the critiques from the Boulets when they were alone, as I do not care for them because they are not canon, as half the time they contradict what they actually say to the contestants. This is just their way of making themselves feel all high and mighty. It's their show, but still, just just saying. But I will make mention of one remark they will make about Jarvis in regards to the Nesferatu Beach Party and coming in as an anglerfish. Bitch, y'all allowed it. No revisionist history. You said it was okay. They said it was safe. They did say it was safe. They actually understood it. They're listening to these shows. They're listening to all of us bitch and moan, and they're like, you know what? We're going to mock it, but we're still not going to change our ways. Yeah. <laughs> and as a reminder, drag is art, and art is subjective. So we will critique things on how we, as viewers of this television show, saw things. Yeah. Are you ready to go? I am. Category is Terror in the Woods. In honor of the floor show, we will play I Would or I Would Not. I'm sorry it was the easy pun. It was the fucking easiest (laughs) pun to do. Jarvis Hammer. No designers listed. So is it a Pilgrim? Is it a Puritan? It's a creepy man person regardless. I think it does stray from the Woods storyline, but I guess you could make an argument that perhaps this person, when they first came to America, only saw the Woods because thanks, colonization. The makeup is great. The hair is great. I do like the outfit, though I would have loved a bit even more distressing of the entire garment, as I think it could have been further crazy and darker. The pitch flork with the bloody t-shirt is a smart idea, but it was hard to see what was said on the t-shirt. And then when you did see what was on the t-shirt, it didn't make a statement. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also wish there was like more... Um, like you said, I wish there was more distressing. Um the makeup, really, really cool. Uh, I think that we could have... I thought... I got, like, Blair Witch Project. Like, we're sure. killing Tichuba. Like, I got very oh. much that Salem Witch Trials. Um, yeah. I'll give this a I would. I would not. All right, the audience. 77% I would, 23% I would not. Fantasia Royale Gaga, headpiece by William Milton. 
Witch Doctor? Really? I don't think this fits the theme at all. And we have seen our fair share of Witch Doctors on the show before. I don't think it's innovative. It's giving she has a Halloween gig and hired someone to make a look for her. I will say the only element that creeps the fuck out of me is the skull on the staff with the horns. That was spooky. I think her makeup is interesting enough to sell the look, but if this is part of the if part of the challenge is to show their drag style incorporated, this isn't Fantasia whatsoever. Yeah. Also, walking is not a performance. Like, welcome to the season of free passes. Where is the quote performance element? I actually didn't like that she was barefoot, even though we're doing it for for like purposes so that everyone understands the look. I was like, where is her heel? Yeah. No, I why agree. is she not in some heels? Even just some baby kitten heel. Yeah, like there should be a shoe, like something. You're gonna have a bunch of twigs in your feet. Like right, you can do a sandal. So uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but I love the hair. I like the makeup when you see the close-up shot. The makeup mm-hmm. looks really cool, like the green and the red. And you can't see any of those colors on the main yeah, stage. you can't see any of that. Um, but I wouldn't. Would not. I would not as well. The audience, they're giving her a free pass. 62% I would. 38% I would not. Orgotic. Uh, no designers listed, but I believe Orgotic makes everything. If you want to talk about performance, Orc figured out how to transplant this person from a fictional world into reality, and I love that. And the movement of the arms, insane. I think there was a lot of interesting choices in this character, but it is one that I would love to see placed in a film to terrorize campers. Playing around as a forest ranger fit the theme. Obviously, he is put his own stamp on the character in the face i don't know if this is the signature face or something that he thinks will work every time so i'm just hoping we'll get a bit of variety moving forward in the face now the garment i will say that there will be a lot of discourse when it comes to where clothing is purchased this episode this was clearly not a custom made but purchased an altered garment not a bad thing just a thing to note when it comes to the world of consistency but the boots yeah choices overall great first impression and this is the spirit of dragula yeah i agree this is definitely the spirit of dragula um yeah the coat is definitely clean for someone who's terrorizing in the woods um it very is like um sterile it's giving sterile um very talented artist very talented i agreed is there going to be a mask every time like are we covering our face every time? Will they bring makeup? Um, but for me, I'm being really harsh, but this is another I would not. Mike says the first thing he noticed looking at him was the arms and says he could see this as a character and just terrifying people in like a dead by daylight situation. He says historically masks and club kid boots can be suicidal on this show, but says he pulled it off. Okay, fine. Felissa says she loves the character saying it's certainly intriguing, but just questioned the terror in the woods. But she is blown away by the talent. Drax says she likes that he used the metallic elements that you would not typically think of when you think of the woods. She likes the story he is selling despite not knowing what it is. Swan got from the look it is the insect world and things a lot of people think about and fear insects when they are outdoors. She says she felt like this was an invitation into a very singular strange world. I will give it an I would. The audience, 87% I would, 13 I would not. Onyx Ondix, look by Ignacia, hair by Trash Chic Things, puppet by Isabelle Izell and Hanlo Bullfrog, nails by Nirvana Noir. 
There's some woods somewhere that features a creepy witch that lives in a hut, and this is her. The joy of this look is the whimsy, that puppet that came out of her shoulder piece. That was very well done and very well executed. The garment itself is well constructed. I love the hair. The mug is spooky. If there was a little more context, I would have been sold, but this is not Drag Race. They do not have the opportunity to vent their looks over voiceover. I don't know if you notice on everyone's social media, but they each kind of had like what they would say in that voiceover situation. Yeah. Um, Hers was very long. Right. So it's one of those situations where I wish the show would help them out a little bit more, but I know the show likes having the music as the central part yeah. of the floor show. So maybe we need more time in the design element so we can hear from everybody as opposed to just the ones who have importance to the story. Yeah. Uh, I really like this look. Um, I I was like, I see this in the woods all the time. Like, <laughs> there's always an old lady in the woods, spooky, who has, like, has a growth coming out of her shoulder. I was like, this look is so good. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, yeah. And if you, well, it doesn't show, does it show up in the close-up? Well, and one scene, you can even see her nails. And um, the nails are even like wood. So I'm like, this yeah. was just so good. Yeah. Mike says her puppet is fantastic and thinks she looks great, but as a fit for the challenge, it doesn't quite resonate with him. Felissa will like to hear about the backstory of the character. And Onyx says the character is a beautiful woman who was cursed by a witch because she was a little too beautiful. And so she was banished to the woods for all eternity in order to feed her twin and any unfortunate individual, mostly men. I don't get it, but Felissa says she wishes she was able to get that from the look, but says that she looks fantastic. Swan says she loves looking at her with a silhouette and the big shoulders and reveal. She says she would have never known this was a woodland challenge. Woodland? They weren't told that. They said terror in the woods. Yeah, anyway, terror in the woods. She was lost in the woods. And not scared in the woods. And as far as the media challenge, this has felt very short. Drac will say that for their competition, branding is important and asks who is Onyx. She says a challenge like this for her is the first opportunity to show them who she is and says going forward, how can she infuse her dragon one solid way into her look so they know who she is. And it's that comment that I'm like, but you gave Fantasia a free pass then. Yeah. I'm going to give this an I would. I would as well. I'd wear Audience, 64% I would, 36% I would not. Nia Huru X, look by Nua 1997, hair by Eiji Kaikai, a mask by Kelton Shing, nails by LA Nail Artist. What does the fox say? It's a mask. Uh, the benefit of being an international artist who thrives on bringing cultural references to the stage is the American audience nine times out of ten won't question how it fits the theme, but we'll appreciate everything about it. So this fox demon, I'm sure, lives in the woods somewhere in China and is part of their lore. So it's a great departure for what we think of for this category. And that's just the thing we've done on the show and we're going to continue doing. What Neo has presented is good. Is it show-stopping finale-worthy, as some people on Reddit are saying? Also, Teratoma would like a world with a fan, a word with the fandom who is praising yeah. this as one of the greatest ever. It's serviceable. It's a safe look. It's creepy and spooky. It has elements of glam and terror. Is it the one thing I'm sending to all my friends to get them to watch this show? God, no. no. As far as the performance, they walked. And then they made out with the face. 
and we're staging that for stage presence, like praising that for stage presence, like stop. It is not nearly as good as who actually have experience performing in this challenge. Yeah, I wonder if there was like stuff we didn't get to see maybe. Correct. Um, yeah, I don't know. This was an okay look to me. Mike says he absolutely loves the look. He says he was really floored. He says he loves the severed head on top of the carousel. And I was like, it's a parasol, man. He says he (laughs) loves this fantastic woodland creature fox they have created and says this is the caliber that he wants to see when he thinks about Dragula. Drax says this look has them written all over it and commends them for that. She says she really wants them to use their references. She says she knows she is new to performing and was impressed with the way they carry themselves on stage. Okay. Swan says this look has so much of everything that she loves as it was fear and fantasy, glam and gore. Melissa has three words for her. Whole another level. She says they are beautiful and everything about them is simply amazing. She bought it. I will give this a safe I would. Yeah, I would too. Audience 74%. I would 26%. I would not. Throb Zombie. No designers listed. For me, this is my favorite of the night hillbilly zombie realness now let's be real with ourselves throb did not make the flannel he did not make the jeans he did not make the cowboy boots they were purchased from a store was it amazon who the fuck knows but throb didn't say shit fatal flaw jk just going to say all this because they are everyday clothing that have been elevated and distressed to fit the look beyond the garment the makeup is remarkable the skewer hand is terrifying I could see this character in a movie. I know Throb will do better, but this is a great start. And in the performance, that hot dog dick bite, that was should have been a win in itself. Yeah, this was really good. It was so good. I really would like you this. be scared of this um, person? Yeah, this is definitely where I thought Onyx on Dicks was going. Like they they were probably cousins. Probably, maybe. Um, but like this is the person that I was like, oh my god, they're probably the um, political statement because, you know, hillbillies are taking over. The, yeah, that's who I thought over. was the political statement too, but... This is an I would for me. It's an I would for me as well. Audience, 96%. I would, 4%. I would not. Blackberry, look by Yarhira de Hill, headpiece by Luna of the Lilies. Jada Shada Hudson has entered the competition and has passed on the gaslighting delusion from Canada. I'm sorry, but let's call it like it is. Trash. Let's go from bottom to the top. The boots. What the actual yeah. fucking fuck. They are white and clean. If the story is that she got attacked and was on the run, well, if the sleeping bag is what she was in, campers may think she don't wear boots to bed, right? Yeah. Now, Pantygate. Is she wearing one? Is she not? I saw Barbie crotch in orange tights. It's no, a it sleeping Barbie bag. Crotch. We have seen sleeping bag couture. I want that. Nothing wrong with a camp storyline, but it needs to be executed in a way where it doesn't look like a piece of fabric wrapped around the body. The marshmallow skewers, they were so flimsy. Either don't make them as long or use a material that is not going to ruin the illusion. If they're in you, bitch, they're sticking in there. Good. The messy hair, best touch of the camp. The pillow in the back, very funny. But the fact that I'm being told that this was not only the better of the two marshmallow looks, but was also one of the top three looks of the night, I can't get behind it. Audra, what am I missing? Literally same. I agree. I think the best part about this look was the hair. Yeah. The hair with the pillow, that was really good. Um, I was really confused. Everyone kept saying, oh, one of the marshmallow looks is better. 
I was like, yeah, we, the other one was better because right. this one was not, this was not it for me. And I was really confused because during the judging, everyone was just giving her praise, praise, praise. And I'm like, well, even from the video, it didn't look like she was selling it on the runway. Expressive face, beautiful makeup. Yeah. I agree. I th- th- Something did not connect to us, whether it was something we didn't get to see in the edit or if it was just for the plot line of two um, looks to have them both there to talk about. I, I That just feels icky to me because, again, there's someone like Throb who did not get the praise. And if track record has anything to do with it, that could affect them in the finale. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. Felissa says she is sexy and as hot as a marshmallow. She loves the look and says she feels very inspired. She says there's something that's really taking her with this look. Swan says the look is fun and everything about it says camp. She says when she turned around and saw the wig was built around the pillow, she was completely sold. Drax says this is terror in the woods. She says it's like a campy horror movie and likes that she brought her style of drag to the challenge. Mike says in general, she has a really creative use of material, but says it's unfortunate that she struggled a little bit with the skewers. Thank you. Yeah. Blackberry says that usually in some horror movie they're trying to find some car to take them to safety and this was her thought process stumbling around trying to get help and Swan will say that she wishes she got that as a viewer as a confused her more than anything but she's one of the tops okay I yeah. would not yeah I would not either audience 36% I would 64% I would not Satana headpiece by Satana fairies by Dipwad so there's some sort of woodland fairy nymph. Fine, we're gonna go on that journey. If they're if you're gonna sell that story, give me the elements that make it. It looks like branches coming out of her head and not anything a fairy would have. The wings could have fooled me that they were even there because you couldn't see them in the lighting. Yeah, this really was a queen who had a dress and needed something for the category and said, This will do, but I'm not putting blood on it because I need it for a brunch next month. Yeah. And the dolls that she attached to the heels, why? Why, girl? What is it serving? I don't see it. I don't buy it. I think Fantasia is glad to have Satana here because I'm going to rail on them more because the comments and confessional are just leaving me so enraged. I agree. I think this look um, is not terror in the woods. I think that if she was going to put the dolls on her legs, she should have put more of them. Like, I think everything just needed to be up, like, by a hundred like maybe the contacts and the makeup should have been a little bit scary you know what i mean yeah and then everything else could have been gorgeous but i also always respect like queens like this because this is glamour you know sometimes uh we we can look at um poison ivy for example from batman like super villain but she's so beautiful and what sells is really like the glamour of it all so maybe Santana is going to fall into that, like, she always serves glamour, and we really need to, like, kind of see, like, the horror and filth out of her. I agree. Felicia says her makeup is exceptional and loves the artistry, but says the look fell flat for her. Mike says where she struggled was that he was trying to find something to be scared of and gave him the terror. Drax says she is sexy and is excited to see what she brings. She says she was missing the horror from the look. She says this is the first episode in her chance to bring her best and doesn't think that it's her best. Swan says she is comfortable delivering a sexy serve, but it wasn't right for this challenge. She says it was cute and the dress was a little prom-ish, which is not necessarily the right thing for a challenge like this. I would not. 
I would because it's really pretty. <laughs> Audience, 23% I would, 77% I would not. Cynthia Dahl, look by Mulan Gabby. I think Cynthia was one of the lucky ones to get the design time moment to explain the reference and concept. Otherwise, I would have been like, a mushroom come to life, I don't get it. I think yeah, it's a really see. cool look, and it looks pretty well executed, though the skirt paint part did look like an afterthought. The makeup is not matching the shade of the body, so consistency is not key here, though I think this garment is like the emo sister of Evie Oddly and Willow Pill's mushroom looks. It's original and something we haven't seen on this show so far, so I'll give her the pass, but I'm looking forward to seeing more. Yeah, I really like this look. I like the gloves in particular. Yeah. Um, the entire silhouette of it is actually really interesting. Um, yeah, I would. This is an absolute I would too. An Audience, absolute. 91% I would, 9% I would not. JK, look by Amazon. I'm not <laughs> going to defend the quality of the look. If they got it from Amazon, that's on them to share. Other monsters have done the same in the past. I think this is a well-conceived look, and if we place this character in a movie, this is perfectly done and exactly how an innocent scout could die. Maybe even by Orcs Forest Ranger character. I think the marshmallow effects were strong. They performed the shit out of the floor show. Yes, the look could have been distressed and tattered even further, but I got a well-conceived concept in a campy yet horror way. For me, I really did enjoy the concept. I really like this look. And I'm also like, they're judging them for not from getting it from Amazon, right? But if you were to go to a designer and say, hey, so I want a custom Boy Scout outfit, wouldn't you get the exact same thing? Like, Correct. Yeah, the fit would be a little bit different because it's custom to your body. But I don't, me personally, I wouldn't want to pay for a custom outfit to then turn around and distress it and burn Correct. it and rip it. I think I this agree. look was definitely like in the prosthetic of it all. Like, but they were acting weird. This was that whole like Titans just ended. So they're still on that high. Like they really want that level of expectation. But I'm and like, again, what, what we talked about performance. Yes, JK did it. Like I saw this character come to life. Neo made out with a mask. Like that, it doesn't exactly, work the yeah. same way. Ugh. Swan says the performance was fun and the concept was the strongest thing about what they chose to do, but would have liked a little more refinement in the execution. Felissa says, while she loves it because it's a camper, she says it felt like the costume was store-bought and that felt flat to her. Drax says she really likes the energy and things. They bring something different to the stage. She likes they had gags like the marshmallows pulling off of them. The problem was that they did buy things they were sort of that they did buy things that were sort of store-bought and sometimes they converged on a little Halloween. JK, whether joking or not, will say thank you, Amazon subscription canceled, and there was our H&M moment for Dracula. Yeah. Mike says there is a fine line if you have to dance when you work in horror where you straddle the line of horror and comedy. He says it's a tough tightrope because they are very similar things. He felt the needle swinging a little bit more comedy, so it didn't work for him in this challenge. You just admitted it's the same kind of world. Whatever, yeah. I would. I liked it. I would as well. Audience, 65%. I would. 35%. I would not. And finally, anaphylactic hair by Florencia Wiggs. Okay, so she's a Victorian swamp witch. That's the character. There's a story. Does the makeup look like someone who bots trying to be alphabet for Halloween? A 
had. The gown (laughs) is giving, I just came out of the swamp. The hair is giving wet, but air drying. The head, well, that was terrifying in a way that it looked like a Victorian doll, but it was the way the tongue was just sticking out for me. That's the campy touch I want. The hand was fucking creepy. It's very safe. And I think storytelling and theatrics is who Anna is, and that's her brand. I just need her to amp up the monster within her. Okay, I can see that. I like this look, and I really enjoyed her presentation of it. Um, I think that's the big thing about Dragula in comparison to Redacted. Um, Like, they get to explain their look, so we kind of understand what's going on. On Dragula, it really forces you to kind of, like, let the outfit speak for itself. Yes. the presentation of it is really what's going to be like important. Like JK said, like you shouldn't need a, I shouldn't need a degree to understand like what your outfits do. Yeah. You're right. I would. I would as well. Audience 79%. I would 21%. I would not. Now with the monsters on stage, the belays have made some decisions. Anna, Fantasia, Cynthia, Throb, Zombie, and Jarvis will slither forward as they are safe and will head to the cauldron and indulge in gallons of Sir Vodka. Have you ever had Sir Vodka? No, because I don't go to Hell's Kitchen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like the only bars that offer it are like in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I think you're right. I really do think you're right. Yeah. Uh, JK, Blackberry, Neo, Orgotic, Satana, Onyx, Ondex are the tops and the bottoms. Do you agree? No. No, no, I, I, yeah, I was so confused. Yeah, welcome to Dragula. Uh, we learned that Neo will be the winner of the week. Blackberry on Orc Onyx are safe, leaving Satan and JK for elimination. What do, do you agree? I was like, what? <laughs> Again, Neo's look, I didn't really understand it, like to the nth degree. Did I think it was fashion? No, but um, I'm not a boule. We're not boulets. We just live in the boulet world and we can bitch about it and nothing will change. Yeah, literally. We learn that what goes up must come down. And tonight they will both be going down at the speed of 100 miles per hour. The extermination challenge. They will have to, quote, hike five miles and then drop down at a speed of 100 miles per hour at the top of the hill, they will find the infamous and abandoned bridge to nowhere. Once atop the bridge, they will bungee jump 120 feet below into total darkness. Would you do it? Yeah. I think the only part that I would really have difficulty with is that five-mile hike. Oh, my God. Five miles. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about it, because when they got fucking up that hill, I was like, you're not out of breath. That's not five miles. I'm like, I would have been so exhausted. I would have been so exhausted. I would have been like, do I have to jump? Like, Now, I want to ask you a conspiracy theory here. I've never bungee jumped. I have no aspirations to bungee jump. As a, as a, as a, it's a thick boy myself. Do you think there was a weight limit? Do you think that determined who may or may not have been able to do this challenge? I think there is a weight limit for bungee jumping in general. Um, Wow. I didn't think. Is it possible that Blackberry should have been in the bottom, but they couldn't let them do this challenge? That's a possibility. Um, But I'm also like, they just really liked her look. They did. So weird. They They just really enjoyed it. 
Blackberry, um, I think you're really fun. I really want to go to your brunch and see your A count. But yeah, same. Oh. All right. Well, let's meet the monsters and their des- delicious sir vodka cocktails, which I don't think any of them were really drinking this entire yeah, time. <laughs> Onyx was surprised by to be in the bottom, thinking she was going to be safe at least. Now, before the bottom two come back, Onyx will tell the monsters that she was saved by the skin of her teeth, as the other two will be up for extinct extermination. The bottom two return, and let's get ready for delusion. Satana is devastated and blindsided to be in the bottom, especially after all that shit they talked at the campfire. Yeah. <laughs> they will tell the room that they are confused and doesn't think their look warranted being in the bottom too. They think the judge's critiques were more so that they were not scary enough, to which JK is like, terror was in the name. They're not wrong. That's fair. They say this is their idea of how they would present a fairy in the woods, and JK is like, they said they saw horror in mine. And now we have entered the pissing contest that Satana is like, well, my outfit trumps yours. Yeah, and right, JK's kids. like, well, my outfit's better. Jarvis is going to jump in and say that Satana is gorgeous, but without the contacts, is it just kind of gorgeous fairy? Which makes two of them. Okay, people yeah. throb laughing at the joke. Also, drag kings unite. Look at them coming together and yeah. like, ah, we can laugh. Um, okay, so Satana says they are not going home as they fell into the bottom but by chance they will do the bungee jumping as what's scarier is not coming back from the competition clock the rest of the monsters now realizing oh you're about to bungee jump holy fuck jarvis will say that jk's leg injury could not come at a worse time does that matter is that like a rule of bungee jumping right like i don't need my legs at all right it's probably the hike part which technically the editing didn't make them know they had to go hike yeah. at all. All right. Well, Satana's like, I'm coming back. And JK is like, you're funny when you say things like that. And Satana's like, <laughs> look at the costume. And Jay is like mocking the way Satana's walking in the heels. And they're like, I'm saving it for where I can stomp the runway. But it's the five miles JK was talking about, babe, not the runway, because this is yeah. track race. Rob will come in into Satana's defense and tell Jay that they took two steps in the competition, fell over, and got hurt. That was a dig. It was, it was definitely when Jay was rolling down. Yeah. Her JK will not have their entire dragon experience be busting their ass, pulling marshmallows out of their ass, and going home. And then JK will piss off production by admitting they know it's not the best, and they ordered it from Amazon and said that will be fine. They put this together thinking it was episode one, at least they'll be safe. Never, ever yeah. say that with producers listening. Oh my god. Rob says some of them are a little offended at the idea of phoning in the first challenge or any challenge. What's your take? Um, I don't think like there's definitely I don't think necessarily like phoning it in. You probably look at the outfit that you have and you're like, you know what? I know it's not the best outfit, but I know I can sell it. Like I can sell it. And obviously I can't. They don't have time to go back home and get a new outfit. Right. So it's really like it's not like phoning it in. It's just like, girl, I'm like depending on something else that's not the outfit to kind of like get me through this you mean like a good performance and stage presence exactly because it is a performance competition that's true okay well um cynthia will say why jay should stay if they bought their stuff on amazon calling an amateur and jk will be like that is very fun of you to say miss mushroom I've never tried shrooms, and now I've seen this. I never want to. And Hummus Fungus will call out JK's cardboard buck-ass cookie. Okay, I mean... 
I thought it would looked it, like a cookie. Would it be a <laughs> gag if it was actually made from an Amazon box? Right. <laughs> that would be the gag. Um, okay. Uh, Cynthia will claim Jay told her the look was one of her favorites and doesn't know why she's coming for her now. She didn't want to kick her while she's down. JK, girl. JK. Yeah. <laughs> JK will say their shit is different and deserves to be seen. And Satana says this is just a rose bump, road bump, and we'll do the bungee jumping twice. They'll do it three times. JK will do it four times. Satana will do it five times. JK, eight. Satana, 11. Now, none of them said infinity like they were in middle school, so no one wins. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for some for JK to say infinity, no callbacks or whatever. Like, oh, that my God, so that funny. was so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's time to head to the trail, and it seems like it's just after dusk, and we will see them hoof up a trail. Do you believe it was an actual five-mile hike, or was it filmed and they were busted up to the top? Like, that river bit was just a bit. It was probably, like, we were, we probably hiked some of it. Yeah. Like, some of it was probably hiked, but then we kind of just, you know, got on the gator and went up the rest of the hill. I've not done a five-mile hike before. I mean, that would be, like, a feat in its own. Um, but I feel like they'd probably be a little out of breath and sweaty and, like, maybe yeah. half makeup off. Whatever. I would be... <laughs> I would be out of breath. <laughs> they arrive at the bridge. It's pitch black. The time has come for you to bungee jump for your life. Literally. Redacted. <laughs> Before they pounce, the safety man tells them that when they are jumping, do not grab onto the red beam bar. Scare the bitches even more. I love that. Yeah. Now, it's a one at a time situation. So first up is Jay who leaps and does it, screaming on the way down. Next is Satana, who probably showed the bungee people everything under that skirt because yeah. it flew right over her face. Who's exterminated? Because they both did it. Well, it's time to watch the movie. It's in this creepy cabin, cabin with corpses. We see our ghoul scout, JK, who has lost the headpiece. They are running through Camp Crystal Lake before they are skewered and impaled while hiding in the bunk bed. JK is exterminated. Do you agree? No, justice oh. for JK. But I have a conspiracy theory. Is it like the I trailer? Said, yeah, we all saw the trailer. And there are a few looks and boudoir moments that have yet to happen. Audra, you know this was the, the producers being like, let's have JK come back in the laboratory and say, JK! Yeah, no. Literally, that's all it's for. <laughs> Literally, all it's for. Um, also, please note during the credits, we do get to see some behind the scenes filming of the floor show. I love that. More yeah. of that. Give me like give, weekly. Give us more of that shit. That's so cool. I think that it being directed by the Boulets now, they're really like gonna explore like the content. I of, think like, it was always show. directed by the Boulets. I think they're just being told what to do now. Oh. Well, I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. What is JK's legacy for now? Uh, falling. Falling. Giving a mediocre Amazon outfit, apparently. JK and... is a star. Yeah, JK no, he is really talented. Knows reality television and gave us reality television. No matter what happens next, when they do another Titans, JK's back. Yeah, JK's back. Well, hopefully JK's back next week. 
Uh, who won the episode? Who had the best episode? Uh, for me, it was supposed to be. Actually, I'm giving it to JK. Yeah, I think JK. It was really JK and Cynthia's episode. Yeah, like they were kind of the narrators the entire time. Um, yeah. And even if JK doesn't come back next week, I feel like maybe what ha- happened was the show was like, oh, fuck, we lost someone who was really good at confessionals. Bring them back. Bring them back. Yeah, we lost a Brooklyn person. Who will be eliminated next? Give me a prediction. I'm thinking it's either going to be Satana, Santa- Santana, Satana, or... And I hate saying this. One of the drag kings. Okay, let's go on that journey because I think I you're on to something. Satana, I think for me, is the first choice. Um, I think based on what they said in their chat alone about not understanding Jarvis, I have a feeling that even though Jarvis is a brilliant artist and the artistry that they bring is sublime, they're just not going to get the story, how it fits in their theme, yeah. that it will be the reason to send them home. And for me, if that were to happen, I would mutiny. I'd be furious. Because again, yeah. it's just like a, a Yolska situation. They're doing their drag. It's just not what you want it to be. Like, that's not fair. You're saying you're yeah. not drag- judging their drag. Well, you are. I totally get that. After one episode, the winner of the season is? Onyx on Dicks. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> based on the edit, I'm going to give a victory right now to Orgotic. Okay. All right. But I think this was a great first episode because I don't think we have a clear definition of what's about to happen. Yeah. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at A-D-R-A-Q-U-A-R-T-Z underscore. That's the Venmo as well. And every Thursday, I still host a viewing party for Drag Race UK in Brooklyn at Father Knows Best. Isn't it crazy we already passed the halfway mark? Yeah, I know. Insane. Well, thank you so much for being here and going through the woods with me. Yes, of course. 